Tonight's topic, modern halacha, business halacha, bankruptcy in halacha. We know, especially in 2008, 2009, it was a terrible economy. We're still hurt. We're still recovering from that. We know that in today's um, economy, it's very important for people to get loans. Everybody has credit cards, even credit cards is a loan. The whole economy... Um, revolves around lines of credit and getting loans and refinancing. So the question is, is a Jew allowed to declare banks whoopsie? Is that halachically, ethically okay? We're going to delve into this subject with all the details, Bezat Hashem. This year is based on an article I found in Business Halacha Institute. You can Google that and get their email. They're, they're wonderful. Okay, so in the United States of America, we have two types of bankruptcy. Chapter 7 and chapter 11. Now we know historically that in Iran, I believe it was like this also based on English law, that if you couldn't pay your debts like a thousand or five hundred or even a few hundred years ago, they would throw you in prison in many countries. It was called a special prison called debtor's prison. You know? Wow. Or, you know, the sheriff would come inside your house, take everything you had, the rugs, the table, mm. literally the shirt off your back. Different countries. But in the United States, we have chapter 7, which basically means that the court takes over all your assets, you submit all your assets to the court, and the court liquidates the assets and distributes it to the creditors according to the feasibility and how the court desires. Chapter 11, the business stays solvent still, but what basically happens in chapter 11, they reduce the amount of debt and the maturity, like it was due this year, that might say that you have like 10 years to pay it or 5 yeah. years to pay it. Don't stretch it out. So, the net result is, is that the, in chapter 11, the, the company still stays in business with a person. And even if he rebounds financially, he won't have to pay that million dollars that they forgave, right? Let's say you own two million dollars. Okay. The idea behind bankruptcy is what? Why did they make such a law in America? Because basically, if the guy goes to prison, what are, who's it going to help anybody? If he goes under, if he's always going to have to be under the burden of debt, he may never get off under it, you mm-hmm. know? And he's going to become a burden on the government. <laughs> he's going to have to get food stamps and this stuff. So it's better for society, for the person to become productive and give him a new chance. So either chapter 11 or chapter 7... The problem is, is in Judaism, it's a very, very, almost evil. Now this is, I want to go off tangent because this is a very important thing. We've had a lot of problems, especially during the revolution where everybody was trying to get out of Iran. They sent money to their friends and family and there was confusion and how much money. And So I just want to let you know that if you ever do that money, it's a big mitzvah, but you have to be very careful. Right. According to Allah, you have to write down 
in a, in a document, the terms of the loan, how much, when it's due, and have two, and the Rambam says, if you want to be wise, get some collateral or have a guarantor, because a lot of times, people are very happy to get the money, but when they have to give it back, if you don't have any document, they say, I don't, who are you? I don't know you. It's very dangerous. Actually, it's a sin to lend money, because it's, you're putting a stumbling block. It's kind of like you're causing him to sin, remember? That was our last, that, remember we said we're not even allowed to, not Jews? It's lifne iver lotiten It's like bread of shame, Rabbi? No, it's better. If you give him a loan, that's why in halakha it says, let's say somebody, his business is crumbling. Your brother. So you can lend him $100,000. Then, you know what? After five years, his business stays open, he pays you back, and there is no bread of shame. Right. He he preserves his dignity. But when you give tzedakah, the guy's a loser, right? It's a it's a bread of affliction. The guy's shameful. That's why the Chavetz Chaim brings down, and this is the halacha, that if you have a thousand dollars, you could either give it to tzedakah or you could give a loan. It's a bigger mitzvah to give a loan. To somebody that's needy, you understand? The case is not that you're giving a loan to make interest of. Well, it makes sense, yeah. You're giving a loan as a favor, as a... Because the guy preserves his dignity, you understand? Yeah. He's not taking a free gift. He gives it back to you. And you're not supposed to charge interest in those cases. If it's a Jew. Yeah, if it's a Jew. But that's not it. Now, in Halakha we see, many people hold that one of the 613 commandments is to repay a loan. Did you know that? Just same way you have to put tefillin, same way keep Shabbat, pray. And not paying a loan, like saying, oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't... <laughs> uh, not paying a loan is a violation of a negative commandment. And I just want to read you Pirkei Avot. Please look, Ethics of Our Fathers, Mishnah, chapter 2, Mishnah 9. It says that one of the best Rabbi Shimon says one of the best characteristics, like the golden rule, to help you succeed and be a good person in life, is to have vision. Mm-hmm. To see the repercussions of your actions. The consequences and the future of your actions. Actions. And the Rabbi Shimon says, what's the worst attribute you could have? To borrow and not pay back. That's considered rasha, evil. Rabbeinu Yonah explains this because he said, if you knew that borrowing a million dollars, you don't have the sophistication, you don't have the wherewithal, you don't know what to do with the money, why'd you borrow it? It's a, it's a terrible, terrible, shameful act. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, it's, it's a horrible thing because look, the guy gave, the guy that giving you the money, he had to do blood, sweat and tears to make this money. Right. Now you don't pay him back. So why'd you borrow the money? And actually this is the Chazonish brings this idea. That according to Judaism, you should never borrow any amount of money more than you know for sure you know how you're going to pay it back, right? So if I come to you for money, I have to know in five years when this is due or one year or 30 days that it's due, you know, in my mind I have to see the vision, the future. How am I going to coordinate and calculate to pay this back? In Judaism... In, in the Talmud, in Halakha, in Torah, do we find any bankruptcy? No. So on the surface of it, 
It's actually somebody that doesn't repay his loans is very, very shameful and sinner. So, we don't see any mechanism. So on the surface, the class should end now and say that too bad luck. Because let's say if you're, if you're in Israel or all the people that you borrowed money from were fellow Yehudim, Torah doesn't say anything about bankruptcy. And I do want to say one thing. The Torah actually does have a type of bankruptcy, but not the bankruptcy that we're talking about here. The Torah says every seven years, all loans get forgiven. But Hillel saw that people were reluctant to lend money anymore. So he made Prusbul, which Prusbul is not the concept, but that's different than the bankruptcy. This bankruptcy, you could file any time, right? That bankruptcy, that forgiving of loan is only every seven years. This bankruptcy that we find in modern day settings, you opened a restaurant, I lent you $100,000, six months after you can't make the restaurant, you can file bankruptcy, right? So, the first thing we have to know is that Judaism does recognize civil law. It's called Dina de Malchuta Dina. Which means, we have to be good citizens of a country. We can't be you know, not pay taxes and cheat and steal. Because if the government doesn't have any tax money out, you're not going to be able to get to your house because everybody pothole, right? right? Let's say for everybody wants to steal from the government and not pay taxes. How are you going to have water? How are you going to have power? How are you going to have clean streets, right? Right, right. How are you going to have an army to defend you if, mm-hmm. the, you know, ISIS comes to attack you? <laughs> so... There's three different interpretations of what this law means. That we have, the Judaism also, basically, according to rabbinic law, you have to keep the law of the land. Now, how far does that go? So, some say that this only applies to areas that it's critical for the government to exist. Which means, I have to follow any law in order that the society shouldn't crumble. So I have to give taxes, I have to not manipulate the currency, I have to pay the follow the import-export rules, right? Mm-hmm. So anytime you do tax evasion is not only a violation of federal law, you're going against halakha also. Because mm-hmm. halakha wants you to be a good citizen. Why? Because in, in a country that has a strong army and a, a good, you know... Like the king. The king needs money in order to protect you. And Right. So, there's a second opinion, which is the opinion of the Ramah, that says any legislation, any civil law, any law of the land, that makes it society to function more smoothly, we have to follow. Mm. If it's a good law, it makes us, our lives easier. So this is a, this is a more broader Right? This means that we have to follow more laws. Not only laws that are crucial for the functioning of the government. Right. And there's a third opinion of the Shah, which says that, hello, it's good to follow the civil law, but let's say the gay marriage thing. Does that mean that a rabbi could make the blessing? No. He says that one of, it's very important to limit this law we have to, the first thing we have to be worried about is, is this law going against the Torah? Push comes to shove. What do we have to follow? The Torah. So, 
I was in rabbinical court itself. This is a very important shot. If we see that any of the laws of the land is going against the Torah, we don't have to keep them. So now let's let's apply it to bankruptcy. Bankruptcy on the surface is not. Would the let me let me ask you something, Soli. If the if the if we wouldn't follow the laws of bankruptcy, would the government crumble? No. No. And this is how the Shulchan Aruch follows this this philosophy, this rationale. So it seems that okay, it's true that the law of the land is that I file bankruptcy, all of you, bye bye. You get zilch nada, naya, you know sayonara, baby. But It's also a direct contradiction of Torah because we said Torah says it's a shameful act. It's a very bad act not to repay your loans. So it would seem that according to the us, Safar in the Shulchan Aruch's opinion, which is based on the Ran, just because there's such a thing in civil law doesn't mean the Torah law would even right. acknowledge it. But the, for the Ramah, the people that follow Ashkenazi Halacha, the opinion of the Ramah, it seems that according to him, it would be permissible. You know why? Because it does make society function better, right? It makes people not going to prison or whatever. We don't have prison anymore for people that don't pay their loan. But it makes people become productive again. Right. So it seems that this is a machloket, a difference of opinion if you follow the Sephardic tradition or the Ashkenazi. Now let's make something very clear. That if somebody is being... Uh, he really has the money and he's trying to manipulate. That, of course, is a big, wow. very super shameful. It's Chilul Hashem. It's everything. We're talking about that the guy really is not filing bankruptcy because he wants to be evil or he wants to be a wise guy. So, but there's a second reason that maybe Halacha would acknowledge bankruptcy. You know why? There's another thing called in Halacha called Minhal Kasochrim, which means Let's say me and you are electricians. And all electricians, like a union. We have rules how we conduct business. Conduct business. And whoever does business with me, he knows I'm a union member. He does business according to what? The operation of the union. Yeah, the operation of the union. So I, like, I want to build my house. I could have, I'm a contractor. If I know I'm dealing with union, I know that I'm after going to deal with all your laws and all your headaches. Right? And even amongst other, you know, so, the, the, the Gemara says that there's something called minhag mevatel halacha. Sometimes the custom is so prevalent, and everybody's under the knowledge that this is how we do business, that even overrides halacha. You understand? The custom, mm-hmm. halacha says one way, but we, we do business, everybody knows that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a handshake. That knows that the deal is done. Right. It's true in the Torah there may not be a handshake. So, the underlining idea is that if you do business with me, you know the custom of the, you know, this is how we, we, we do the business dealing. So according to this, it could be argued that when two parties, if I lend you money or you lend me money in America, you know that there's bankruptcy. You know there's going to be that risk. Right. So it's kind of like what? A trade you. It's like minhag. It's the custom. It's not because of the law of the land. No. It's because this is how business is done. Right. And you have to calculate that risk. 
So, the question is, there is a very, very great posek that is a rabbinical judge. His name was the, he deals with Choshet Mishmat, the Maharshach. The Maharshach had a, had a, had a very interesting case. Let's say we're a group, hard money lenders, right? Like me, you, ten other people, this is our job. We're hard money lenders. Now, in our group of hard money lenders, let's say our good friend that borrowed money from us says, please, I know my money is due. Can you give me another year to pay it? So let's say nine out of ten of us say okay. But one of the people of our credit union that lends people money, he says, no, I want my money now. Okay. He owes a million dollars, 900,000 he could pay in a year, but my 10%, he has to pay now. What's the halacha? So the marashach says that this guy has to follow his other union members. You understand? Right. Since, the committee that's yeah, the, the committee, you're part of a gang of people, of a group of people that lends money. Everybody's willing to give an extension. So you see, this idea that the Marashach is saying it does apply to bankruptcy. Because right. bankruptcy also can be that not necessarily sometimes they make the they don't make the money less, but they say the guy's another five years or two. You understand? Right. So it would seem that two great rabbis that were big experts in Jewish business law, Rabbi Blau that wrote the Pitchei Choshen and the chief rabbi of one of the biggest Jerusalem Sephardic courts, rabbinical courts, Batsri, Harav Batsri, he wrote beautiful, beautiful, very big Tami Chacham, very, uh, great, great family of Kabbalists and Rabbanim. He says that even according to Sephardim, if you're in a country where you know there's, like here, there's chapter 11, chapter 7, when you lend me the money, you know that the, the, the custom of this land is, is that, you know, there's a risk. Sometimes I can get out of it. So therefore, according to the, the using the rationale of the marshach, it would be okay to what? File bankruptcy. Because we say minhag mevatel alacha. The custom of the land, not necessarily the law of the land. You understand? It's a different yeah. mechanism. The, the custom of the land um, overrides the Halacha. Now you could argue on this. Especially if you're the person that gives up money, you could say, hey, Rabbi, bankruptcy destroys somebody's credit. It's not like the custom that everybody wants to, you understand? Right. It's not like a trade union that we have laws. This is if somebody's like negligent. Right. So it could be argued, is this bankruptcy considered a custom or is it something that, but for sure, if you lent money, like let's say I lent money to a corporation or Mr. X lent money to corporation ABC, everybody would agree. Corporation by definition is a limited liability company. Right. And they can file bankruptcy and halakhically it's acceptable. Rav Moshe even uses that idea for charging interest because it's like, you know what I'm saying? Corporation is like, it's not me, it's not you, it's like this new... Yeah. Entity. So you know that you are doing money business with a corporation. 
Everybody would agree that a corporation can file bankruptcy. So now let's see what are the greatest rabbis of our generation say. The basically chief rabbi of America, the Poisik, the great, great, saintly, wise scholar of Moshe Feinstein says, if you want to look it up, it's Igrot Moshe Choshen Mishpat, Chelek Bet, Volume 2, Responda, Number 62. Rav Moshe basically goes with the Ramah. He says, according to Ashkenazim, the philosophy of the Ramah, this is a law that makes society better, right? Because people won't get crushed. Okay, somebody made a mistake. So to the end of his life, he should be like in prison or... Let's say somebody owes a million dollars. It's going to take him a hundred years to pay it back. Yeah. So Rav Moshe says you can file bankruptcy because it's the law of the land. And Halakha acknowledges that the law of the land to better society works. And even if you want to say this is only according to Ashkenazim, but some people, like a very big Dayan in Jerusalem, Rabbi Batsvi says, another way you could use this idea is that the custom of this, it's not because of the law of the land, it's a custom. We see there's lawyers that they only do what? Bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. So since when I lent the money, I should have known that, you know, there is a chance that it happened. So it's like the custom of the country. And even according to Svarnim, it would be okay. Now, something very important is, remember I said in the beginning of the class, what's the best attribute you should have in life? You should, a person should always have vision. You know, a person, He's going to think, this button that I'm pressing here, this action I'm doing here, what's going to happen to it? What's going to, what's it going to lead to? And what's the worst thing? Borrowing money and not paying it back. Because that's the total opposite. You're reckless, right? Yeah. So there is a concept that if we know as good Jews, there's the letter of the law and the spirit of the law, right? Sometimes you could go take shortcuts, but in your heart of hearts, do you know even though it says that every seven years it gets wiped off, the loans, all the great rabbis in Talmud will still pay it back. You know why? Because love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Let's say, you know, somebody that borrowed the money may be jumping for joy now because he says, oh, halacha may say it's okay. But how about the person that had to put hours not spending time with his wife, kids, blood, sweat and tears. Now, his million dollars gets evaporated. So, the truth is, even though it is very, 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 very good, ethical, godly, spiritual, right thing to do, is to pay back the people, even if you file bankruptcy. Because we find the bankruptcy of the Torah, the seventh year, all the rabbis... They would pay it back. There's many, many stories there in the Gemara. So somebody that still pays it back is obviously what? Praise worthy. He's worthy of praise. And now, I just want to tell you, there was another great rabbi that argues on this whole thing, bankruptcy. There are opinions out there. One of the great post-king, Rabbi Yaakov Broish, the Chelkat Yaakov, he argues on Rabbi Feinstein. He says, first of all, for sure, according to us, the Mechaber that says, is this law 
of bankruptcy crucial for the government to survive? No. It's not like taxes. Right. It's not that type of law. Like traffic law. Let's say, you know, if you break, if you go way over the speed limit, you're breaking Jewish law also. You know why? Because it's for the safety of everybody. Right. That people shouldn't go a hundred miles of drunk drive. But bankruptcy is not like that. The cost, there's many countries that don't have our laws and they're very successful economically and safe countries. You understand? And he says, another reason he doesn't like bankruptcy is because it's against halakha. Torah says it's a shameful act to pay back. Right. And he doesn't accept the idea that it's the custom of the... He says, what kind of custom is this? It's a custom everybody files bankruptcy? No. Only people that are... Neg- you know, people that are... So, Rabbi Broish, in the Chelkat Yaakov, if you want to look it up, volume 2, number 52, he rejects it. He says, according to Jewish law, no such thing as bankruptcy. Like we originally said. Mm-hmm. He says, all these loopholes and reasons you want to bring me, he he doesn't um, accept because it's anti-Torah. Torah says, pay back your debts. It's going against the Shach. And... So to summarize, there are two different opinions here. The opinion of Rav Moshe Feinstein is, is that those people that are Yotzim B'Yad Ramah, that go according to the Ashkenazim, since bank, any, any law that makes society better, you're allowed to file. So bankruptcy makes society better. It's one of those laws. So you're allowed to file it. Even according to Sephardim that follow the Mechaber, Rabbi Batsri and Rabbi Blau argue that this is the custom. It's like, you know, it's like a trade union. It's a custom of how people do business. Right. Like shaking hands. You know the diamond business? Yeah. How do you know the deal is done? And I'm going to have to pay you for the diamond when shaking we... Hands. So this is... You have to know. This is the custom. So even according to this, Marani would be okay. Corporations, everybody holds is okay. Because they're limited. They can always file bankruptcy. And you have the opinion... Of the Chelkat Yaakov, Rabbi Broish, that says this is not the custom. According to Sephardim especially, according to the Mechaber, this is not essential to the law of the land. And according, it's, it's, it's shameful not to pay back. So Torah would override. So even if you file bankruptcy, you have to pay back every Yehudi. Yeah. According to the Chelkat Yaakov. So I just want to give a disclaimer. I am not a rabbinical judge. I'm not a Dayan. If God forbid, heaven from addition and happen to anybody, but if it does, then uh, please consult your local Dayan, Postsec, Rav. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe and have a wonderful day.